I have talked on the air. In fact, when we first started the Blaze, we started what was it? Uh, the Marketplace, yeah. right? That's right? Yeah, Marketplace. Marketplace. Yeah, Marketplace. It was way ahead of its time, uh, and so you Gosh, know, we just was. couldn't get it. It was Jeez. way ahead of its time. Yeah. Public Square now is here in a timely fashion. This is what we were trying to create, you know, 12 years ago. Join me and millions of uh, patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, our constitution. You don't have to buy from people that don't think like you. And it's not that you want to buy everything you think, but we, I really want to stop doing business with people who hate my guts and devalue my life, my opinion, my family, my freedom. So there's all kinds of different industries. Whatever it is you're looking for, from uh, a service to a product or just a restaurant down the street that's not using pronouns, go to publicsq.com. Publicsq.com. That's your destination. You'll find it. The app is free. Download it. Just go to publicsq.com. Go there now. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And hello, America. Welcome to the program. Well, an election is coming, and I'm very excited to see how America's going to work through this one. We'll give you the latest in 60 seconds. Let me talk to you about selling or buying a home. It's a hassle. I mean, it's great, but it is really a hassle. Uh, somebody, somebody approached my wife and I about selling our house here recently, and I'm like, no, we, we, we just went through the hassle of redoing our whole house. We just got it to the way we like. And my wife is like, oh, no, boxing everything back up again? We just boxed it up for remodeling. Of the house. Are you kidding me? No. How much would it take? A billion dollars? How's that? They haven't called back. But anyway, um, realestateagentsitrust.com knows what a hassle it is. They want to make sure that you have the right person that you can trust, that relates to you, listens to you, and is using all of the best business practices uh, and the new ways of selling houses uh, and get your home sold fast for the most amount of money and then get you into the right house. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Find the right one for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. So uh, apparently Tim, Tim Scott is gay now. Is that, what we're, is, that, is that where we're at in this race? Tim Scott is gay. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think that's what everybody's alluding to here. That does seem to be what the media yeah. is saying or mm-hmm. at least alluding to. Yeah, they're hinting toward it, not saying it outwardly, because that would, of course, be, I think, against woke policies to out someone, right? I mean, you're not I don't to... know. I think you, uh, well, no, you have to play ball by whatever the rule is for them that, that day. 
that day. So yeah, what's so, today's rule? Because I mean, I well, on Tim Scott, it could be a different rule for different people on different days. Yeah. Okay. For okay. Sure. So that, that makes like sense. today might be a really bad day to out somebody, uh, you know, from the left, but it's the responsible thing to do on the right. Now, of course, Tim Scott says this isn't true. Yeah. And he, he has a relationship with a woman. Yeah. But. They went in farther than that. I think the Washington Post went. He may not know what a woman is. That may be the problem. I mean, do people <laughs> really true. know? How can you identify a woman? What do you know? I mean, maybe he doesn't know how to identify. Supreme Court justice can't identify a woman. Do we expect a senator to do it? <laughs> it's just very difficult. Yeah. I believe it was the Washington Post that investigated this, Glenn. Oh, and investigated they, it. Because they found out he said he had a relationship with a woman. And so they asked six of his friends. Six friends. Do you know about this woman? And they said no. So mm. therefore, he's, I guess, gay. And we're supposed to care about that now? Yeah. I, I thought we weren't supposed to care about it. No, now we're supposed to okay. care about it. It was, what difference does it make to you? And I kind of adopted that, mm-hmm. you know, like my whole life. Mm. What difference does it make uh, to me, I don't care. Don't really want to. Don't want to hear about, about where you put nope. your stuff. Don't want to know it. Do what you do. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, but now it's now it's very important because if you are, I'm not going to use their word. Uh, you know, if you're straight, if you're heterosexual, that's not good enough. That's a bad thing. So we have to know who the bad guys are. But even though he's black. And and not married, I mean, well, it won't be a big deal. If it turns out that he's gay, here's why. Because he won't be the first, he'll be the second black gay president. Oh, that's now what so, you just did there was allude to someone being gay, which is wrong. Wrong. What? Wait a minute. You don't know the rules. The rules clearly state you cannot allude to barack obama having uh these tendencies but tim right. scott totally okay okay i'm sorry didn't get the rule unreal there on that i'm sorry oh man now if tim scott is to come out and let's say he's critical of donald trump publicly then it would become wrong for you to, to say, say he might he, he be might gay. be gay Right, okay. But if he continues where he is now, which yeah. is running for Republic, the Republican nomination, he's definitely he, gay. He's even definitely if he's gay, not. and we better point it out because right. that's a real problem for everybody. Right. But right. if he steps out of the race, okay, then it will be wrong to point that out until he proposes a tax cut, in which at which time it will become right again. Okay. 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 I got it. Finally. I got it. Anyway, he's got a, he says, at this point, I'm taken. I have a wonderful go- girlfriend. We have a wonderful relationship. God's blessed me with a smart Christian woman. And that's great news, uh, he said. So then, um, you know, Fox News, they push him on this. They, they were pushing on it. Well, are we going to meet her? Well, like, I mean, I suppose at some point. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, we're not friends. You realize that, right? Yeah, like, Brian, we're not <laughs> friends and we're not really friends with everybody in the audience. There could be anybody watching this right now. Mm-hmm. So why would I introduce you to my girlfriend? And by the way, she is so thrilled to be introduced. He or she really has got to be very excited to be introduced. You know, uh, who a public, uh, a private figure who's never really been in public that we know of mm-hmm. uh, to be introduced as somebody's girlfriend uh, who will immediately, if she is introduced, uh, she'll be called a beard. 
mm-hmm. and then they, she'll be investigated, okay. and that'll be fine. That's fine, be fine to do She's to her so right excited. Now. Because, uh, you know, the whole Me Too thing does not apply to her. Yeah. You can investigate her private life however you want to. Yeah. And right. question everything about her. Sure. That's totally fine. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about what's happening in Virginia. Virginia apparently is the test case uh, for the uh, uh, for the next presidential election. Uh, Yunkin is pushing for the GOP takeover. Uh, and it's happening, I think, in eight weeks, is it not? Uh, and Virginia uh, is is a state where everybody's just up for everybody's up for election. Well, that's sort of replace everybody. Mm. I kind of like that. Kind of like that. Uh, yeah, well, I like the first part of it. Everybody's gone. Second part, let's replace them. I'm not sure about. Mm. Okay, we should debate that. But uh, so everybody's up for uh, re-election now. And um, Glenn Youngkin says that this is going to give us a really early read on the politics of 2024. Uh, and, you know, especially abortion. And he is he is taking this very, very, very moderate uh, uh, look at abortion. He's saying, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe we could agree on 15 weeks, uh, you know, and uh, that, of course, is too much, too much for the Democrats. Democrats are saying they're making that into an issue uh, that uh, that, you wow. know, it's 15 weeks. What, 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 what? It should be an mm. issue. It should be. I mean, that's a major issue. I, if is. you're letting if you're if you're doing that you know, 15 weeks, you are eliminating like 5% of abortions, you know, something like that. And wow. that's a lot. A you know, lot you'd only, we'd only have like 95% of abortions still occurring. So this is an extreme right wing position mm. that Crazy. 95% of abortions just keep chugging along all the time. Wow. You know, and then of course, obviously you have to also account, I, I should add on that a couple <laughs> of the people that are near the borderline there because they know the deadline is coming and deadline's a kind of a good word here. Um, they would move those abortions up before 15 weeks. So it's probably more like 3% it would ban. Um, mm. But three full percent. Now that, look. That's where, that's, I, 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 I mean, that's happy. an extremist. That's an extremist view. Right. It's as an a, extremist As view. an abortion extremist, I would be happy that 3% went away. I think any percentage going away would be good. Sure, but, sure, sure. But maybe that shouldn't be the goal of the pro-life party? I don't know. It's just hitting me right now. Maybe the goal well, shouldn't be let me just, keep 97% of abortions. I, it's a crazy one. I don't know. It I'm is crazy. I'm out there. It is I'm crazy. I, I'm, I just want, before we get to your crazy yeah. idea we shouldn't mm-hmm. kill children, <laughs> I'm saying that he's such an extremist, he'll let through, you know, 97% of abortions. Wow, that's yeah, extreme. So you'll just that let makes it. me almost uncomfortable. <laughs> it is so extreme, right? I mean, who could be for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you have the Democratic Party, you know, coming out and saying, hey, we, you know, we got to stop these madmen. Uh, from, uh, you know, from these abortion things. Now, they're, they're, the abortion stance is very, very clear from the left. Uh, in fact, Kamala Harris was uh, on, um, on uh, Sunday morning on, on CBS, and um, the reporter asked, you know, so what is it you believe? What, what week of pregnancy should uh, abortion access be cut off? And she said the protection of Roe versus Wade needs to be restored. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. okay. 
All right. Well, that's not really an okay. answer. So hopefully they followed well, up. No, they did follow up. They okay. did follow that's up good. and said that that's a little nebulous there. Um, looking for the line of fetable, fetal uh, viability here. Is that is that where you draw the line? What 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 exactly is that? And because right, that's she, what Roe versus Wade called for. Right? It was the yeah, right. uh, fetal viability. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, we just need to put back the protections that are in Roe versus Wade. We oh, need to oh. put them into law. She might not have heard the question, though, because that was, it well, was that actually was the a, second time. That was the second time. Okay. Yeah. And she, she said, since the Supreme Court took it, Congress has the power and the ability to pass legislation and put these protections back into law. And Joe Biden's going to sign that bill. So, okay. you know, that's what we want. Well, that's an interesting additional piece yeah. of information. Yeah. But what about the question she asked? Well, or, that's what the reporter came back and said, uh, but can we be specific in terms of defining where that guarantee goes up to and where it doesn't at which week of pregnancy? And she she, then she got very, very clear. And she said, we need Mm -hmm. to put back in place the protections of Roe versus Wade. Okay, that's the same thing she said the first time, though, that that was asked and the second and the third. This was, are you just repeating oh her first I mean, answer? Uh, you are just as bad as this. Did she say it's you slower are, like that? Is that you why are it was just more clear? as bad, just as bad as this reporter? He, he had to ask her five times and she kept saying, we have to restore Roe versus Wade. And the president and I will, you know, we'll sign that where that's what we're for. Why are they so embarrassed about this position? I don't know. I Could don't know. it be that they're embarrassed by rooting on the deaths of children? Could it be that? I uh, think maybe. I think probably maybe. that might be. You know, it's mm. usually, you know, me growing up, but I grew up someplace weird. I grew up in a place called America. Okay. And, you know, kids, I don't even know if you study this, but it was a place that was based on, you know, basic decency and common sense. Okay. Mm. I know it's, it's like Disneyland. I know. Uh, well, no, not really. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. No. Uh, anyway, uh, so I grew up there and killing children was a bad thing. Shockingly, not just killing them, but sleeping with them. You know, Both I don't bad. mean sleeping. I mean, having sex with them. Both bad. Both bad in the America where I grew up. Hmm. I grew up. Now, I remember those are, yeah, oh, Jamie, we used yeah. to walk up the mountains to go to school. And we went to school, and and they didn't even teach us that you can't tell the difference between a man and a woman, and we were okay with that. Oh, the times were tough. Maybe this is the way to sell abortion to the left. You know, the, well, you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna wind up with with uh, occupants of your uh, islands if you don't let them be born. Yeah, it, if, it, it, right. If you don't let them be born, they can't eventually show up at some weird island. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. then you can't have your way with them. Well, um, we can sell this. I think I am very, very, very happy to announce that in Virginia there is an answer to this. Okay. Uh if I may quote a supporter. With women's health care under relentless attack. As a practicing physician, I know a woman, Susanna, who is a nurse practitioner and a public health expert. She has the medical expertise, the experience, the passion to be an outstanding defender of women's reproductive freedom and an advocate for affordable and accessible health care for all Virginians. That's why Governor Ralph Northam strongly endorses Susanna Gibson 
for delegate. Oh, see, I mean, there finally you have okay. someone who know, obviously very informed on right, and he's bodily he's functions. not an extremist. Well, I mean, he did say this. no exception. There was a very contentious committee hearing mm. yesterday when Fairfax County delegate Kathy Tran made her case for lifting restrictions on third trimester abortions as well that. as other restrictions now in place, and she was pressed by a Republican delegate about whether her bill would permit an abortion even as a woman is essentially dilating, ready to give birth, and she answered answered that it would permit an abortion at that stage of labor. Do you support her measure and, and explain her answer? Yeah, and I'm, you know, I wasn't there, uh, Julie, and I, I certainly can't speak for uh, Delegate Tran, but um, I will tell you, one, uh, one, first thing I would say, this is why decisions such as this should be made by providers, uh, physicians, right. uh, providers. and uh, the uh, Mothers uh, and fathers mm-hmm. that, that are involved. Fathers, um, fathers. There are, you know, part, when we talk about third trimester uh, abortions, uh-huh. these are done uh, with the consent uh, of obviously the, the mother, yeah, with yeah. the consent, oh, good. It's con- consent. Uh, of the physicians, more than the one physician, by the way. Right, more um, than one. And it's done in cases where there may be severe deformities, there oh, may be a, a, a fetus like that's non viable. So in this particular Might example, uh, if a Might mother be. is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, yeah, what happened. Here we go. Um, right. The go infant ahead. would be delivered. Uh-huh. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Okay. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the yeah. uh, mother and the family desired. Wait, wait. Yeah, wait. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. Of... So, so I think this oh, was what? really blown out of what proportion. What would they be talking about? Uh, but oh. again, we want the government not to be involved in oh, these okay. libertarian, right. okay. libertarian positions. So we just let the governor. So we just, ah. yeah, gosh darn it. So we just let him die. Now, if you think that's extreme, wait till I in- introduce you to Susanna Gibson, the one he just endorsed. Oh, great. She's a mom. She's a nurse practitioner. But is she right for Virginia? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll let you know in 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, the inflation number is uh, coming out today, and uh, it's going to be good. If up is good, then it's going to be good. Uh, The Fed is also meeting this week, and they're talking about, well, up is good. Maybe a possible Fed hike. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't you like that? The folks over at American Financing can can help you here, uh, because if they raise the the rate and inflation goes up. So many people are living off of their credit card right now. And that is that's charging you 25 percent interest. It's highway robbery. Clinton, I don't have any, any choice. I mean, I don't have the money because inflation keeps going. I get it. I get it. I really do. You can't pay 25 percent. Do you own your home? Can you take that 25 percent and knock that down to an interest rate of maybe even 6%, I don't know, 20 percentage points compounded monthly, right? Hey, that's going to be good. American Financing, they can help you pay off these debts and get it where you can, A, maybe skip a couple of payments. Uh, You can close in as little as 10 days, and you can pay this thing off at a reasonable interest rate. American Financing, call 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. They're waiting for your call now. AmericanFinancing.net, 10 seconds, station ID.
so I'm going to introduce you to, uh, you know, the candidate, you know, that's running that moms demand action. Uh, oh, wow. She is great. She's a Democratic candidate. We just heard she's running for Senate in Virginia. Right. She House, is. Right? the. No, I thought she was. No, she's running for state Senate. Oh, state Senate. Uh, and uh, and she's and she's marvelous. She's just like you. She's an average mom. She's a mother. It yeah. says right on her website. She's a mom. She's a nurse practitioner. And she gets it. In fact, she seems to get it a lot. <laughs> now, she's running. She's raising money for a good cause, which has not been defined yet. No. Uh, and so she has been raising this money. And she's doing it in a really innovative uh, way, honestly. Uh, she is... Um, She's raising money on a on a website uh, that that I'm 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 not uh, quite familiar with. It's uh, I guess Chatterbait.com. I, I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, I think it's a. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Susanna Gibson is her name. She's running for a seat uh, in uh, Virginia, and uh, she last year was posting as a hot wife experience on oh. Chatterbait. Uh, Maybe she was talking about hot flashes. I don't know. Uh, But then she went on and helped me figure this out because she's just like you and she's just she's normal. She's not an extremist. She said uh, men could pay tokens to get her to perform specific uh, sex acts. Uh, She said, and I'm quoting, I like being choked. No, I really do. I like being hit. Now, she said this, coincidentally, last year on September 11th. So, you know, maybe she was. Never forget. I I don't know. Never Never forget. forget. Never forget. I don't think I will forget this. In one video she uh, recorded uh, shortly after she launched her campaign, she told uh, her husband, I'll let you F me in the uh, whatever in a private room if somebody wants to pay. I don't think that's private. I don't know if she knows that. (laughs) Uh, In another video, she (laughs) appears to say that for the right uh, price you could watch her urinate which well she said it a lot classier than that she said y'all can watch me pee if you tip me with some tokens and oh, i'm like nice. oh okay well i thought you were gonna urinate and perhaps, she's like no no no, i'm gonna pee perhaps a supporter of cryptocurrency uh exactly right mm-hmm. uh she said i want a private room with somebody filming their private part so i can you know wow she said, I want to be railroaded by all of you. And I don't know what that. Um, the public transportation. She's got to be in support she's, of that. Yeah, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Democrat. Anyway, you know, yeah. Gonna- 500 tokens. She said she would order room service in a hotel and cause the delivery person to see her naked, saying, quote, I'm definitely oh. a slut. That sounds like um, a Me Too type of violation there. To if, if someone who's not looking to see you naked and you would trick them into seeing you? Gosh, I that sounds like no, a no, no, no. I don't, that sounds I, like something no, no, that would be no, a major no, no. problem. No, no, it's a no, woman. Okay. I mean, we think it's a uh, woman. We don't. I don't know how to identify a woman. We think she's a woman, and she's running for Senate in Virginia because she's a doctor. She's a mom, and if you give her a token, she'll pee on you. And I think that's what America needs. The Glenn Beck Program. Jeez. Amen. Beautiful. Anthony wrote in about uh, his dog's experience with rough greens. He said, got a lot of rough greens for my uh, 12-year-old dog. Started slowing down. Didn't eat as regular as she would when she was younger. But now, every time I feed her in the morning and at night, I put rough greens on the food and she instantly gobbles it down. 
Anthony, this is what I found with my dog. And that's the only that was the only benefit really I wanted from rough greens. I expected. But they were like, no, you're going to see a difference in your dog going to be more active. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I just want him to eat. I'm telling you, I thought Uno was a uh, an active dog. Uno was not at his top health. And it shocked me. I thought he was. He changed by eating all of the vitamins, minerals, the probiotics, antioxidants, everything your dog is supposed to get. Try this. They'll give you your first bag free, roughgreens.com slash Beck. They'll send you a trial bag. You just pay for shipping. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Stu does America every night at 8 on Blaze TV and tomorrow followed by Glenn TV. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what's happening in Texas, but I'm talking to you about this because if it's happening in Texas, God only knows what's happening in your state. Um, I wanted to bring somebody on who really watches this for a living. His name is Brandon Waltons. He does the Texas scorecard. Um, and every day he does, you know, headlines uh, of what's going on. And he watches this every weekday at five YouTube X and podcast platforms. Uh, there is an impeachment going on of probably the strongest uh, attorney general in the nation, the one here in Texas, Ken Paxton. He's been on this show several times. I know Ken, um, uh, but I don't have a horse in this race. If he's guilty of a crime, he should be punished. But it is really beginning to look, and I stayed off this story until the testimony was out. And I have to tell you, something is very wrong in Texas, and Texans better pay attention to this. Brandon, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Glenn. So overall, can you quickly just say, you know, what this is supposedly about? And then let's talk about the actual witnesses. Yeah. So how did we get here? Essentially, three years ago, you had this group of employees at the office of the attorney general who accused Ken Paxson of wrongdoing, of, of abusing his office to, to help a, a friend, essentially. Uh, and they went to the FBI. They reported him. Um, and, and that sort of set into motion what we now have uh, three years later, this, this impeachment process, which many of those impeachment charges are based off of. Uh, back in May, uh, over Memorial Day weekend, while a lot of people were maybe uh, grilling out or, or at the lake or, or whatever, the House met on a Saturday. Uh, they voted to impeach Ken Paxton based on testimony uh, that wasn't sworn testimony. Ken Paxton wasn't made aware of, of their investigation until it came out 48 hours before the vote. And the House members themselves weren't able to look at the actual testimony. They had to rely on, on the word of, of the House's investigators. And so and and and, and Ken, if I'm not mistaken, was not allowed to respond in right. in right. his own defense. Right. And so you had a lot of these sort of things that, that made people look at this and say, hmm, this is odd. Well, just like D.C., uh, you know, the House does the impeachment, goes over to the Senate to determine whether or not they convict, which would actually remove him from office. And so for the last few months, there's been a lot of talk 
from those who have been pushing this impeachment saying, oh, just wait until you see this testimony. Wait till you see the evidence. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to be blown away by what we have. And yet, you know, this trial started last week. And so far, and, and we're more than halfway through this, the testimony has really, really been weak. Well, say a little beyond weak. Um, <laughs> there's no evidence of a crime. I mean, this is the let me just read something. This was the third whistleblower. Um, the concern uh, began when Paxton advocated for the AG's office to open investigation into Nate Paul. That is his friend and donor alleged mistreatment by the FBI and Texas DPS during a raid. Paul's contention was that the feds did him dirty by illegally altering the search warrants after the fact to expand their scope just to get him. His technical experts theorized that there was altered metadata in the digital versions that proved the documents had been changed. Maxwell quickly developed the opinion, that's a whistleblower, the opinion that Nate Paul was a criminal that we should not be associated with. Accordingly, he had dragged his feet and ultimately refused to open a formal investigation into the alleged FBI and DPS misconduct. Paxton, convinced of the idea that the FBI was untrustworthy, well, that's far-fetched, he eventually hired outside counsel to help explore and adjudicate Paul's claims, an act that would eventually become the primary catalyst for the whistleblower complaints. Now, did anything come of that outside in investigation? Uh, no. And, and, and the thing is, is that when you see these people testify, I mean, uh, numerous of these former employees of, of the office of the attorney general has talked about how insane, literally that's what one of the, these people said, it would be insane to investigate the FBI, that essentially they, they trust them wholeheartedly, uh, that, that there would be nothing. I mean, literally one of them was asked, is there anything that maybe happened over the last two, three, four years that might change your trust in the FBI? Uh, they said, no, uh, of course that's, that's at odds with Texas voters. I mean, Republican primary voters, we have a poll, from after the, the Mar-a-Lago raid that shows that 73% of Texas Republican primary voters have a negative uh, opinion of the FBI. <laughs> what a shock. So I'm reading this, and my first thought was, and, and I dismissed it out of hand. I don't even know why it came to me. But I'm, I'm reading all of the testimony, and I'm thinking to myself, this is George Bush. This is... This is the George Bush wing of the party that is that trusts the FBI, is denying that there's a problem in America. The problem is the Republican voters, all of that crap. And then I continue to read on, and it looks like the whistleblowers do have a relationship with George P. Bush. Is there anything to this that this is a, a Bush ambush? <laughs> you know, there's been a couple moments during the testimony of the, of the past week where where the Bush family has, has been invoked. And it looks like perhaps they, they were somehow involved in this. One of those being that uh, when the whistleblowers went to the FBI and reported Paxton, by the way, without even asking him or talking to him beforehand. And, and they also said they had no evidence when they went. But but when they were preparing to go to the FBI on that same day. George P. Bush was reactivating his law license. George P. Bush would eventually uh, challenge Ken Paxton in the Republican primary last year. He and lost lose. two to one in the runoff. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then you also have a case where Johnny Sutton, who is a, a Bush lawyer, somebody who was a U.S. attorney under Bush, has been very close with the Bush family. Uh, he has been representing some of these whistleblowers for the last three years and hasn't sent them a bill, uh, hasn't been paid, has essentially been representing them pro bono. And so that's just another piece of this puzzle that people are looking at and saying, hmm, it looks like uh, someone else, some outside force is involved here. I, I Honestly, the people who brought this impeachment the way they brought it uh, should be impeached themselves. I don't you know, the one thing I do hear about uh, Paxton is he's just a freight train and he's not good at playing the game and, you know, making friends and influencing people, whatever. Well, neither was John Adams. And I'm not comparing him to John Adams. I'm just saying temperament wise, John Adams was not a popular guy. But you do not bend the rules to get rid of somebody if he is if he's a criminal, if he did something criminal then I am for his impeachment. But if this is just because he hasn't made the right friends or a Bush wants him out or whatever it is, the people involved in this, because it's been so shady the way they did this, I think they should be impeached. And certainly there's been a lot of anger, especially among Republican voters. You know, it's one thing when we see what's happening with the president, where you see Democrats going after using the criminal justice system, using these impeachments to go after him. It's another when you're in Texas and you have Democrats and establishment Republicans going along with it. It's really bad. Really, really bad. Anything to the the thought that this happened the week that Paxton said, you know, hey, wh- why is uh, why is our speaker of the House giving you know, chairmanship to the Democrats. We don't need friends like this. And then it was later that week that the impeachment thing happened. Is Was there any connection? Well, I think absolutely. There's There's been a divide. Look, Speaker Dade Phelan, who's, who's the establishment guy that, that runs the House, who puts Democrats in power, um, he has been at odds with not only Ken Paxton, but the conservative grassroots who have repeatedly elected Paxton. And so certainly uh, there, there's no coincidence there. Uh, there's certainly been been a lot of bad blood between the establishment and Ken Paxton. It just shows why they worked so hard to try to uh, essentially overturn the election and, and get him out of office. And quickly, what do your sources tell you? How's this going to fare? How's this going to turn so out? They, yeah, so they so they need two thirds in order to permanently remove him from office. That vote is expected to take place maybe Friday, Saturday, later this week. Um, you know, it, it's a little tough. You have to kind of do napkin math because these senators are under gag orders. But I would say that especially after uh, people testifying that they essentially had no evidence, which is what we repeatedly saw last week, uh, I'm hearing a lot of the senators are, are getting very, very frustrated that House members put them in this position where they have to sit through this. And I think that uh, I think that ultimately uh, that's something they're going to be considering whenever they make their decision. But you'll get all the Democrats. So how many Republicans do you need? <laughs> Uh, I think you need uh, t- uh, 10, 10, oh, if I recall. 10 weasels. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I hope not. Thank you so much for reporting uh, on this and, and bringing us the story. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Brandon Waltons, uh, he is Texas Scorecard. You can find Texas Scorecard uh, wherever you get to your uh, your podcast and YouTube and X every day at 5 o'clock. And just one quick thing, because you, in case you missed the show yesterday, 
it sort of rolls off the tongue to say, oh, well, this was brought without any evidence. That are Those are the words of the people who brought the accusations. Yeah, we they, have no evidence. They said, they were asked specifically, did you have any evidence when you brought this case? And the guy said, no. The most credible said, it's just my feeling. Right. Like, we thought he had some illegal activity, so we brought it to their attention. Did you have any evidence? No. Let me give you, let me give you something else, Remarkable. and it ties to this. You know the guy who was pushed by his... Uh, um, pushed to go into a uh, a school board meeting in Virginia because he felt he wasn't being listened to. His daughter had been raped. The school board lied to him, and then they charged him, and he was going to to jail. He was pardoned now by the governor of Virginia. I want you to listen to what he says. So we were chatting off camera. Uh, governor Yunkin had offered up a pardon uh, for you before. And you, you said, no, thank you. I, I don't want that. Why? Well, to be clear, it was only a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't months ago. But because I didn't want to uh, drop my appeal and accept responsibility this, for America. the charges Listen. that I was convicted of in the lower court. That was unacceptable to me. I really wanted to win this straight up on my own merit in court. But unfortunately, you know, as things have played out and, you know, I had a... Our justice system across this land is unfortunately politicized and weaponized to the hilt, and that should scare every American. So, so you believe there's no way that you could have won in court? I think I might have been able to win in court with a judge if it would have been the right judge. Mm-hmm. But no, I think in a, in a jury, I think it would have been a hung jury um, at best. As he said, that should frighten all Americans. This is why you must care about all of these cases that your friends are not paying attention to. It will come to your door. Every day, 200 miracles happen because of preborn. Did you know that? If you are giving to preborn because you're giving, they're giving women with unplanned pregnancies a chance to meet their unborn babies. Those women are twice as likely to choose life instead of abortion. When you donate to Preborn, you're helping that happen. And 200 children every day are saved as a result. A single ultrasound costs $28, the price of a dinner to save a life. And all your gifts are tax deductible and go directly to the cause of saving lives. Life is a miracle. And through your generosity, these miracles just keep on coming. I can't think of a better way to find Uh, favor or to just stand on the side of God than help saving the lives of his children. I am proud to work with preborn and I would like to ask you to consider giving to them, helping and helping these moms with additional support for up to two years after the birth of their baby. I've seen the results. I've met the children. Please donate your best gift today. Dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword baby pound 250 keyword baby or go to preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back sponsored by preborn the glenn back program
Welcome back to the program. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number. Thank you. Um, I uh, I urge you if you live in Texas to call your state senator. Uh, I'm calling mine Kelly Jean Hancock today. Uh, never never talked to Kelly Jean Hancock uh, before, uh, but I'm I'm going to call him today and say, um, "How are you voting on this?" They need f- really four. If the seven had already voted to say, "I'm, I'm not." Not even because throw this out. They need four more. Call your state senator. And if this is happening in Texas, this is one reason why I am um, vo- voicing such concern on this is because if this is happening in Texas, what is happening in your state? It, this is a fight and the the progressive arm, the Bush arm, the progressive arm of the Republican Party is using the same kind of of legal warfare. And it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Now, coming up in a minute, um, we're going to spend a few minutes with Max Lucado. He is he is one of the most famous pastors in America. Great author. He most people don't know. I'm going to quote him. I was about 50 years old. The casual observer would look at me and say he's on top of the world. Our brand new church sanctuary bursting at the seams. We added new members every week. The congregation had little debt. Absolutely no doubt the pastor was doing great work. We appeared in the list of popular San Antonio attractions. Tour, comp- uh, tour companies bus tourists to our s- services. Uh, I was uh, in Reader's Digest as the best preacher in America. I was a writer of successful book after book. All cylinders were firing. However, what people didn't know was unbelievable revelation from Max Lucado. He joins us to talk about God never gives up on you. Next. The Glenn Beck Program.